Hello and welcome to Premier Skills English. My name's Rich. And my name's Jack. And we're here to talk about football and help you with your English. The Premier League season has finished, but there are still lots of football stories to talk about. We're going to choose a couple of stories from the world of football and pick out some interesting vocabulary. These stories might be about uh, a football match we've seen or something connected to football or a Premier League club or player. We're going to select one story each. I'm going to find a story to talk about and I'll choose some interesting vocabulary. And I'm going to do the same. Now, normally we write scripts for these podcasts, uh, but today I don't know what story Jack is going to talk about and he doesn't know what story I'm going to talk about. This is a bit different for us, but we tried it for the first time last week and we're going to give it another go today. If you're listening to us for the first time, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify or wherever you may be listening to us. And of course, you can listen to us on the Premier Skills English website where you'll also find the transcript and you can so you can read and listen at the same time and also some free activities to help you understand the language. Rich, what have you been reading about? Well, like many of you, I've been watching uh, Euro 2020 and there's been lots of matches over the last few days. But, the, but I'm going to speak about the best match that I saw last weekend, which was Germany beating Portugal by four goals to two. It was a fantastic game. And the article is from PremierLeague.com. And the headline is Havertz on target in Germany win at Euros. And like I said, this is the best game that I've seen so far. Portugal took the lead uh, through Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, who scored, I think he's now got the record for most goals at a European Championships. But Germany came back in the first half to lead uh, 2-1. And then they went further ahead. Kai Havertz, Chelsea's Kai Havertz got one of the goals. And despite uh, Diego Jota, Liverpool's Diego Jota getting a goal back, Towards the end, it finished 4-2 to Germany. And they're really in contention now in their, in their group, the, the group of death, it's called. Uh, there's always a group of death in one of these tournaments, isn't there? Which is group of death has got France, Germany and Portugal and Hungary in the, in the, in the group. Yeah, so that's the, that's the article I've been reading. And what, are the, what do you think of uh, Germany's chances for the competition overall? Well... After they lost to France in the first game, uh, France beat Germany 1-0, um, I was thinking maybe Germany could even go out at the group stage. But after, after their performance against Portugal, I think they've managed to turn, turn things around and they're, they're definitely up there with a, with a shout in the, in the tournament. I expect them to get to at least the semi-final stage. Okay, and so who do you think is going to win it now at this stage? Who's going to win it? Uh, I still think I still think France are going to win the are going to win Euro twenty twenty. Obviously, I'd like England to win, but I think France are going to win despite them being held by Hungary in a surprise one all draw. I think they'll beat Portugal in their final 
in their final game and I think I think they're going to go all the way. I oh, will see. We'll see. And uh what language have you picked out of this article? Okay, well, um I'm going to start with some collocations with the word goal and the word own goal. Uh, there were two of in the Germany-Portugal game. And in the article, it says, the Chelsea midfielder helped to force Ruben Diaz to concede an own goal. An own goal is when you put the ball in your own net. Defenders sometimes score own goals. It's not a very happy moment on the pitch. But what I wanted to look at is a few more collocations with goal because there, there are so many of them. Obviously, you can score a goal and the opposite of scoring a goal is to concede a goal. Uh, for example, uh, Rui Patricio, the Portuguese goalkeeper, conceded four goals against Germany. You can also say to let in a goal, which is the same, maybe a little bit more informal. Uh, Portugal let in four goals against Germany. Uh, what other collocations do we have with, with goal? You can allow a goal or disallow a goal. So the referee disallows a goal or allows a goal after looking at uh, VAR, for example. And what other collocations with goal do we have? Uh, in goal. So uh, Rui Patricio plays in goal for uh, Portugal. Uh, so the goalkeeper is in goal. Uh, we can score goals and we can score different types of goals. We can score a winning goal. A winning goal would be the final goal in the match that wins the, wins the game. Are a consolation goal. So Diego Jota for, uh, for Portugal scored a consolation goal. Germany were already winning 4-1 and Jota scored one late on in the match, which can be described as a consolation goal because they weren't really going to get back into the match. You, you there, actually there got, you got far more than I thought you were going to do then off the top of your head. I think you did very well <laughs> coming up with collocations I'm, with goal. What about I mean, outside football? How would you describe what's a what's an example of a of an own goal? Because we use it not just in football. You can talk about mm, people mm, mm. scoring an own goal, or it was a bit of an own goal. It was a bit how, of an how, own goal, yeah. So like it's a it's a mistake, an error, um, maybe maybe um, a business or something like that has put the the price of a product has increased the price of a, a product and then nobody buys it. So maybe that would be a, a little bit of a, an own goal by the, by the company, for example. And then I suppose we, if we're talking about goals generally outside of football, we talk about goals like in terms of aims and objectives. Uh, we all have different, different goals in life. Maybe we have some study goals. Maybe we have uh, career goals or or life goals? Do we, is that a, is that a collocation? Do do people have life goals? Do you have any any life goals, Jack? I think it is a collocation. I don't think it's very strong, but I've certainly heard it before. Um, I think um, it's important to have goals and to set yourself goals. Okay, uh, there was uh, another bit of language that uh, that I had a look at, uh, which is the phrase "to pull a goal back." 
So in the in the article on PremierLeague.com that I was uh, reading, uh, the sentence was: Jota pulled a goal back, but Portugal could not complete the comeback. Okay, so the the phrase is to pull a goal back, which um, is slightly different from equalize because when we equalize the team scores the goal to make the make the scores level but to pull a goal back a team is already further behind and they just get they just get closer so like uh, germany were winning 4-1 and jota scored he pulled a goal back for portugal and made the score 4-2 so he pulled a goal back it's quite a strange expression isn't it yeah, to, yeah, yeah, it's quite, it's quite difficult because, like, to pull something, to pull something back, you see the like the, the literal meaning that that you can see on the football pitch as well. You might be talking about like a, a, a defender who pulls a an attacker back, and he's like literally like pulled him backwards to stop getting stop getting the ball, and like, um, so this is like to get f- like further away from the ball in a way, isn't it? So like to pull a goal, pull a goal back, uh, w- which therefore means getting closer to where you want to be uh i think kind of has the opposite meaning in a way doesn't it but people people might say that a team that's leading can be pulled back but you don't Mm. you pull you pull their lead back perhaps by scoring a goal so it seems strange to pull a goal back but i i think that Mm. we the language is kind of similar i mean i think Mm. it's quite Mm -hmm. easy to understand but it does seem a bit strange to pull a goal Mm. back you think yeah, 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 I think it's strange. Yeah, 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 it's a bit of a strange. And and one. And, and, and often uh, to link to link it to one of the uh, collocations that I was speaking about before. Often, when you pull a pull a goal back, it's often only a only a consolation goal, uh, because as as it was in as it was in this case, they did pull Portugal pulled a goal back, but in the end, it was just a just just a consolation goal and this this idea of a consolation goal i think is a little bit a little bit strange as well because is it ever really any consolation so what what what's that really mean jack like consolation because i think that i think no i think this is important because if your team is losing 4-0 and the match finishes 4-0 then you just leave completely disheartened but if in the last few minutes there's a moment of glory and there's a, a bit of beautiful football and your team manages to, uh, to, to score a consolation goal, then you're going to leave feeling a bit better than if it was 4-0, aren't you? There's going to be some consolation. I'm not sure. I, I know that they call it a consolation goal, but if it's, a, if it's an important <laughs> match, it's of, little, <laughs> it's of little consolation. Yeah, no, I don't care how, at all. How about... If but the goal difference, I mean, there's not just a consolation. It can it can affect your chances of yes. going through. Yes, but then but then it then it's of then it's of importance. Like there's quite a few of the groups here in Euro 2020 when uh, it will yeah places will come down to goal difference. So we might we might find at the end of the day that uh, the goal that Jota scored for Portugal actually gets them through to the next round. So it was much more than a consolation. We'll see. Okay, Jack, uh, you've also been looking at an, an article this week. Do you want to tell us about it? I have. I've been looking at an article on the Leeds United website, 
um, mm -hmm. which is called Celebrating Refugee Week with the Leeds United Foundation. Now, this okay. article was published last week because last week was um, the UK's uh, was Refugee Week in the UK, which is a, a, a UK-wide event that celebrates um, the the role of refugees um, who've come to the UK. And as part of this celebration, the Leeds United Foundation did a couple of things. Firstly, as part of their work with the Premier League Kicks and the Premier League Primary Stars programmes, they had a special focus on the reasons that refugees might be coming to the UK and um, trying to encourage a kind of spirit of welcoming for the people who come from different backgrounds. And the second thing they did, and they do normally, is they organise regular football matches um, for, or regular football training sessions rather, for Syrian refugees um, in partnership with the Syrian Refugee Centre. So um, they help, they get these, these kids, uh, these youngsters will come together and they'll train and they do some football training. And they also focus, I think, on some of the, the skills they need to succeed in the UK, in UK society. So um, they help with them with the things they need if they want to go to university, perhaps some language training, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a really lovely quote on the article um, from a, a young refugee um, who does want to go to university and he, he says how much the program's really helping him. Jack, you mentioned uh, the article was speaking about some of the, the skills that uh, refugees needed when they were like new to a, to a place. What, what, what do you think some of those skills that refugees need are? Well, this is a, a, a very difficult question because refugees come from lots of different places and they have lots of different backgrounds and so their, their needs will be very different. I suppose um, the biggest hurdle, the biggest barrier to integration is always going to be language. Mm -hmm. So... Um, if a refugee, if you refugees come from countries where they don't speak English, then I think learning English will be the, the greatest barrier or, or would, would, would help them the most. Right, Jack, uh, you've taken a little bit of uh, vocabulary from the article uh, you've read. Uh, what's the first bit of language you'd like to have a look at? I have. Well, I've chosen, I've chosen two words. Um, and the first um, is quite obvious. I've chosen the word refugee. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So a refugee is a person who has escaped from their country, usually because of a war, but it could also be because they're not safe for um, political or religious reasons, sometimes even for economic reasons. But normally mm -hmm. it's refugees escape their country because they're not safe because of war. And the second bit of vocabulary I've chosen is the word movement. The Refugee Week, it says, is part of a growing global movement. So now, normally, movement is the noun from the verb to move. So we talk about mm -hmm. a movement, a wave, a kick, a dodge would be a movement. But it has another meaning, which is um, when a group of people work together with a particular set of aims and goals. So if lots of people are trying to uh, achieve a goal, perhaps um, to do with climate change or perhaps to do with uh, discrimination against a group, um, then that, move, that group of people together can be called a movement. 
Mm. Um, so the yeah, I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to think of some like examples, some concrete examples of movements that are happening at the moment. Was it is that one like Extinction Rebellion? Extinction Rebellion, that, yeah. That's a, that could be described as a movement. Well, it, it is a movement, isn't it? Which is uh, I think it's about part tackling of a, uh, climate change. Yeah, yeah. I think it's part of a broader movement. Uh, I think Extinction Rebellion have um, specific goals and have and they're parts and there are movements within Extinction Rebellion, but but they're also part of a, a broader movement, which uh, focusing on the, the the crisis that we all face um, because of climate change. Another important movement that's uh, happening at the moment is uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, mm -hmm. which is, I think you could describe it as uh, an extension of the civil rights movement, which started years and years ago. All right. So we've, we've looked at four bits of vocabulary across our, our two stories. And now we've got, a, we've got a language task that we would like you to complete either on YouTube or on the Premier Skills English website in the comment section. Yes, we have two questions for you to answer in the comment section on the Premier Skills English website, or you can answer it on the comment section on YouTube. Um, and the first question is about your story, Rich. So what's the first question? Yeah, so you'll notice that this uses one of the collocations with gold that I spoke about earlier. And my question is, who would you have in goal in your all-time Premier League team? And my question is, is football a good way to help refugees integrate into their new culture and way of life? Okay, so we want you to write your answers and your opinions on the Premier Skills English website or on YouTube if that's where you listen to us. Or you can write your answers on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen to us. Just write the answer in the comments section and say hi. And before we finish, we just wanted to say that we hope you found this lesson useful and all of you stay fit and healthy. Bye for now and enjoy your football.